1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Corn Podcast. I am the Great and Powerful
2: Mystery, and I am your magical explorer of realms, Jay. Ooh, you don't even the- know the topic, and you did it pretty good. Oh, I did. Yeah, well, that's pretty funny. It's awesome. I was just listening to that intro. I I heard uh, when you said uh, there was a part where what has you know the big glowing red eyes. I hear Emily trying to mumble something out of there. Do you know what she was trying to say? And I don't know. I,
1: can, I, I I think she was going for bat
2: swatch. Okay, okay. I heard or her,
1: something. I don't remember. I heard it going. I was that just was curious. a year ago. I know,
2: I know. <laughs> but that's the uh, first time I really noticed her. Like I can't ever get on the get... shark bit. <laughs> that one's funny. Yeah, uh, that uh, really surprised me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you knew the to- you even knew the topic for that one. Yeah,
2: but I didn't think someone would steal a shark.
1: <laughs> Uh, we're going to do the front of the house stuff really fast. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to repeat season three opener where it was 18 minutes long. Oh, god! I didn't even realize it was 18 minutes of it.
2: We got to give thanks. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, it was a lot for season three. But anyways, uh, once again, our live show, April 22nd. That's with Hillbilly Horror Stories in Post Town Elementary in Middletown, Ohio.
2: Get your tickets. Come see us. Yep.
1: Come say hi. It's going to be fun. We got all kinds of videos and stuff we're going to go over. It's going to be like our basic show we do but with some video elements added in, uh, it's going to be awesome. There's an hour. So it's six to 10 PM. Uh, there's an hour before to hang out. and There's an hour after to hang out. Uh, Gwendolyn is going to be our MC. So she's going to be there. It's going to be a ball coming out. All right. Uh, link below new shows on the network. So we're branching out. We have some new shows that we're doing, some new shows that we're hosting. Freaky Fauna Fridays comes out every Friday. It's an animal show. Uh, DW Conspiracy Shack. We host those guys' show. It's a conspiracy podcast. They're fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then The Schmoke is a comedy podcast with some local legends here in Hardin County, Ohio. Links for all those shows are below. Please go check them out. In uh, Quest, vote. Uh, once again, we are speakingers at a CounterQuest. The vote for that's below. You get a vote for our topic. It's Arkansas Giant Killer Centipede, Florida Pig People, The Untold Stories of Mothman, the Leelanau Lake Monster, and who am I forgetting?
2: Um, Mothman.
1: No, the Trinity's Elb's Giant salmon Oh, okay. Did you say Mothman? Yeah, the oh, Untold Stories bed. of Mothman. No, you good. I couldn't remember it either. Uh, there's five, and I always forget one. It's always a different one I forget. <laughs> yeah. We are sponsors and vendors at Palooza, and we may well be speakers.
2: That's going to be fun.
1: It's going to be a ball. Yeah. Last week, the uh, promo came out for that, so make sure you check that out. Family-friendly event as well. It's going to be awesome. And speaking, I just t- said two shows. We're going to a whole bunch of shows this year. Go to our website. Uh, I think I got most of them, at least for the first half of the year, on the website. Uh, but if you're coming to a show, let us know. I will try my best to remember
2: your name and your face. <laughs> I'll at
1: least remember one of them.
2: Yeah, I'm better with faces. Uh,
1: depends so, on how. Yeah, it depends on your profile picture.
2: Oh no, I got to see you in person. Like if like if
1: I, you look like a bear, or like a photo of like a teddy bear or something, I will not remember. <laughs> uh, That happened once, but yeah, let us know you're coming to an event and stuff like that because it's a ball. We're super happy to hang out with everybody. Come say hi to us. We're just people.
2: Yeah, we are just people. We like meeting people. It's Mm -hmm. the spice of life.
1: But I have to say this. If you're looking to contact us to get on the show or something of that nature, whether you're an author, a witness, uh, anything like that, please do it through the email now. Instagram got too messy. Literally, I'm sure there's people on there I forgot about. Nothing against you. But at the one, for one point, we had 10 to 15 people contacting us like a week to do something like that. Dang. Through Instagram. And it just got too much. Yeah. And everybody's Instagram handles are really weird. So it's like, so I can't remember them.
3: Use the email.
1: Use the email. Uh, and that's podcast at gmail.com.
2: Oh, man. I know. And I'm, I miss the old one. But you know what? It's time to get the new one. But... And I'm, we're
1: slowly switching over. We still have business cards with the old one. Right. And it's not like it's a dead email. So if you email that one too, right. it's fine.
2: Right. Just love the name
1: we have new reviews. Uh, As Justin from Appalachian Intelligence says, when we get love, we like to show love. So we have a new review. It's by Bear Creek Stalker. And this was uh, posted the 1st of the 18th. Uh, Before I read this review, if you post a review, it's an Apple Podcast is the best place to post a review in a five-star. We only read the five-star ones, just so everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Post a five-star review, Apple Podcast. If you don't hear it on here, it's probably because it, sometimes it takes like a, a week or so to get them published actively. It's very strange. It's weird, like, and sometimes it
2: doesn't show up
0: at all.
1: Yeah. So if if we didn't see yours, shoot me an email. I'll read it. Just let me know because it's it's Apple Podcasts, yes Right. I've read everyone on Apple Podcasts so far, uh, but yeah, as of recording this, correct. Um, but yeah, so Bear Creek Stalker, I'm gonna try to read this. He's got a couple nice words in here. The title is Another Arrow in Your Cryptid Quiver. Your future self is glad you decided to listen to these guys. And here's his actual post. Been listening to Crypts of the Corn for a couple weeks now, and I'm loving it. I ran out of my other shows and was grasping for some new mana when I stumbled across these guys. You won't be disappointed. Guys, if you're still reading reviews, it would be great you could deep dive into the Lime Ohio Predator sighting in the photo that doc- the doctor took, that raised questions. Also, the nearby UFO. And, they, uh, and then do some heavy lifting on the Bigfoot and the cloaking, teleportation, and mind speak. Need more awareness of the realities of the woo. From Ed from Loveland. Well, Ed, you're going to be pleasantly surprised here in a minute. But we got some Patreon people to go through first. But <laughs> I got a story about Ed's reveal.
2: Yeah, well, he just turned my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun one. I'm like a turkey that just spotted a zipper across the woods. There
1: you go. That's from our Crippets and Coffee show. Uh, so new Patreon members. Once again, we do have a Patreon page. It it gets all of the episodes of all of our shows with no ads, plus its own individual episode once a week, plus other content. There's Discord. There We do Hangouts. We do movie nights. Uh, and that's according to whatever tier you pick. So make sure you read the tier description. We we'll also do like Patreon T-shirts for certain tiers. Mini Cryptid Figures, just go check it out if you're interested in that kind of thing. But our new Patreon members, here's their shout-out. Bill Brown, Tosh Collins, Tribal Citizen, a.k.a. Texas Poon Tappa.
2: Ooh, all right. Uh, That is his
1: name. That's what I read. So, uh, Spencer Porter and Doc Holmes.
2: Oh, okay. We know a, a couple of those personally. Yep. And, and a special shout out and thank you to the Texas Poon I mean, we really appreciate all you guys. Uh to, <laughs> I gotta give a special
1: shout out oh my gosh. I get special shout out to Tosh. Tosh. Uh, so Tosh runs uh the basically a fishing page I'm close to. We do we did an event together for ice fishing safety. And he also runs a program for like help educating local young anglers. I forgot the name of it off the top of my head. But uh, he takes donations for that, so You get a hold of them on our Facebook page if you would like to donate to Youth Anglers of Indian Lake, Ohio. But no, yeah, I like Tosh a lot, and you may hear his voice soon.
2: Bum bum bum. Mm -hmm. Foreshadowing, dramatic irony. But
1: going back to Ed's post,
2: yes, that that piqued my interest a little bit. So
1: this is a very unique story. It's got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, We're not going to dive into. So Ed. I completely flipped the script last night. We were going to do the big bunny monster this week. The big what now? Muddy monster. Oh, okay. I thought you said bunny. No, muddy monster. There are the bunny monsters, <laughs> but uh, the big muddy monster. Uh, but as I was doing that, I read your review and I'm like,
2: let's do that. Yeah, that's
1: local. We're not going to go into the mind speak, the Bigfoot stuff super hard this this time. Because we're gonna cover the story, because there's a lot of angles of the story to cover, but we're definitely gonna talk about this stuff. Uh but you know, we'll definitely do more of the Bigfoot Woo later.
2: So I'm gonna get this straight. I'm just gonna take a guess. We're covering the Lima Predator. Yes. Now this is not what I came to mind when uh I think Lima Predator.
1: The Lima no Lima Glimmer Man.
2: Okay, a glimmer. Let's Man. go
1: Glimmer Man or Glimmer Creature.
2: Oh, Predator is in like the The Alien the movie. versus Predator. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Uh but this I'm going to try to read this site because I love to shout out the sites I use, Uh, but this is a weird site, but it's B-R-U-M-A-C at mysite.com. This is Jan's Weird Experience. Jan's? Yeah. That's her name, Jan. Okay. Predator in the woods. Uh, We're going to talk about Jan for a while first, but her husband is of interest too, and her nephew. Um, And her husband, so this is an Allen County sighting. Just uh, Criarsville School is a school involved. But it was on Missing 4-in-1. David Politis did a big thing on this. It's a really big story.
2: How have I not heard about this?
1: And it's really to do with Jan's husband, I think, is why it got so big. Not saying the sighting isn't amazing. Yeah. But why we're going to talk about her husband later.
2: Uh, This ain't a Jan that we know, is it?
1: I don't think so. I know her. I've seen her husband. Oh. And he's a super high-up ufologist, but he's an uh, ex-physicist and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, he worked at ONU.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Do like
1: I, two blocks away.
2: Do I know this feller?
1: I don't know. I'll show you his picture. I got his picture.
2: Okay. Uh. So this is very local.
1: Very local.
2: Okay. This I'm a couple This
1: a couple years ago. Yeah, that's why what, I flipped. This
2: was just a couple years ago?
1: I think. So it's kind of hard to find the actual hard date. I'm going to say it's 2008.
2: Well, that's a little more than a couple, but still fairly recent. I mean,
1: super recent. But I don't, I don't know.
2: I just graduated high school.
1: When did let's see? I'll tell you the I'll tell you the phone she had in a second. When did the BlackBerry Pearl come out? Probably two thousand eight. Blackberries were before I was in high school.
2: Um, yeah, they stuck around for a little bit, but it was mostly for people that did like. It was like a, a the business person. So I think
1: this this is poor research on my end, but two thousand and eight. I'm going to say.
2: Well, I'm looking up BlackBerry Pearl right now. Let's see here, BlackBerry Pearl, um. To give me a year Ooh, first release september 12 2006 so i'm gonna say 2008 is probably a good guess yeah that's probably a good idea
1: uh so this uh, ready to get into the story oh yeah this is so jan's a big deer hunter okay uh which is not uncommon for our area of ohio oh no not at all literally she hunts the. i don't want to give out because i actually through my own knowledge of the area found out where this was
2: okay well don't tell anyone. i'm not
1: gonna tell where these people live but because they never released it but i'm like I know where that school is, and I know the woods. And I was like, I, I
2: backtracked it because I'm like, yeah, let's not let's not talk about that.
1: But it happened near the Cratersville school,
2: cool, okay. which is
1: out in the edge of Cratersville in the country. Mm-hmm. But this is still the line. You know, Cratersville gets yeah it's in up with L- Lima. It is. I mean, it's a it's, suburb, right? uh But yeah, so this is in downtown Lima or nothing like that. No. This is in the woods. It was Wednesday, September 29th, the next to the last day in September. And uh, the hunting season in Ohio was only four days old. The day started cool and damp. It became a beautiful, warm day with a nice sunset. You know how that is, those September days. Mm -hmm. They can start out real cool, especially early or late September. Nice, brisk morning. Yeah, they can start out real cool and get, they can still get pretty nice. Uh, Jan was anxious to begin hunting. Like I said earlier, she's a big, avid deer hunter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her method of hunting consists of waiting and watching while she was sta- or seated in a tree stand. Uh, a seat of her stand was about top of a 15-foot-tall ladder. Her seat was the northwest corner of a large wooded area surrounded by a planted field, low-density residential area. Her seat faced to the east and is surrounded on all sides by trees. So she's in the middle of the woods. Uh, so the directions, you can keep in mind. If not, I'll remind you later for the story of just kind of where the things she witnessed came from, and where other things were happening at the same time. Okay. So that's kind of what makes this sighting very interesting and unique is because a lot of correlation happens. Okay. Uh, But, yeah, so she's just typical big deer hunter. I, I really can't wait to get into her husband. But she has a very phenomenal experience herself. She's not a big UFO person as far as I can tell. You know, it's kind of like me and Emily.
2: Okay. <laughs> I understand what you're saying yeah. now.
1: Not that Emily doesn't like any of this stuff, but there's Not, a difference in our level of interest. That's true. Uh, so she didn't hunt in the morning, but did climb up in a 15-foot tall seat to test her newly installed bow hanger. So basically, she has this thing on the side of her tree stand or in her seat that she can hang her bow on. It's still up so she can grab it real slow to, if she were going to take a
2: beer. And be on the ready with yep. it. Yep.
1: Uh, she took a picture of her bow in the hanger. Uh, yeah. She took this picture on her BlackBerry Pearl model 8130 eight, camera phone. So the, the actual type of photo or the actual type of camera in the photo comes up later because there's some weird visual phenomena that's going to happen with the photo. The, the phone records and dates for each type of picture, are the, spir- the spiral image, the number of pixels horizontal and vertical, the total number of byte size are recorded on each picture file. So all that data is in, incorporated into the picture. Uh, so now all you know, we we take that for granted that it's always in this. Man, this is two thousand eight. That's kind of when this stuff really started to get rolling. Mm-hmm. So it's very important. Um, yeah, here's that first po- photo. Everybody can look it up. You go to this website. And they do a nice job. It's just a photo of the of the bow in the hunting stand oh gotcha
2: okay i see i was like looking for something in there and no. past the bow okay there's nothing in there okay a nice little bow stand there looks good oh this
1: is 2010 my bad what i say
2: uh eight so it's close 2010 enough. close enough
1: jan had a strange experience while sitting in the trees late that afternoon and evening she went to her tree stand so that was the morning she took that first picture now she comes back about 5 30 and sat a squirrel are dropping nut pieces on her head. The animals and birds are chirping and moving and making noises. So squirrels do that. Squirrels will throw stuff at you. I've had it happen. Not hunting, but just in the woods. Squirrels will literally drop stuff on your head because they want you to move. <laughs> uh, to occupy time, she was texting and playing on her phone. Uh, means of silent communication, the author states. At about 6.21 p.m., she decided to take a photo of herself in the tree stand. She was facing east, and the sun was at her back. She held the camera above her, uh, above her, and to her left. The sun was behind her, low in the west, with the light filtering through the trees, uh, the tree branches. She took the first photo of the camera a bit above her head, and then her left, so she could get a, gr- a get a good photo looking down past her at the ground. So, I know that was a really wordy. Basically, it's her like it's like somebody standing behind her, looking down at the ground where she was hunting. Okay, with her in the hunting area. In the same picture.
2: So she wanted to get the full scope of her up in the tree stand up there and seeing the ground below her.
1: Uh, She decided to take a second photo. She took the second photo and didn't like it, so she deleted it. Uh, Suddenly, the woods went quiet. Noise stopped. The silence was weird. It was so surprised and unnerving, uh, she wrote a text message to her friend. So this was weird enough that she actually sent a message. And I have the message for you. Ooh, what's it say? So this is at 6.23 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Something is wrong. The woods just went dead silence. No squirrels, no birds, no crickets. It's super odd. Hmm. So that's the literal text from her fr- that she sent to her friend yeah. as this was happening. Uh, she thought a coyote or maybe a black panther or some other predatory animals were causing the quiet. She knows, for examples, that this happens, you know, being a, being an avid hunter, that when animals know a predator is around, they go silent. Mm-hmm. She then became aware of a weird visual effect was moving rightwards across her field of vision, at an apparent distance of maybe 15 to 20 feet. She described it as if looking through a Saran wrap bubble. Perhaps it was more um, ad- the adequate. Comparison would be a migraine, or a, not a migraine. Sorry, a mirage above a hot road. Okay, so that kind of distortion effect. Yeah. She compared the distortion to the scene uh, being somewhat like the effects of the invisible creature in the Predator movies, the, the alien there. Uh, the distortion was high in altitude, around 15 feet above the ground, perhaps even 20 feet or uh, 25 feet above the ground at some points. Uh, she took her glasses off, rubbed her eyes, and first thinking it may be a floater, put them back on, and the thing was still there. Hmm. It was moving to her right from about 15 degrees to her right side ahead to about a 45 degree angle. Uh, then it disappeared. Things looked normal and she could hear the sounds more again. This website does a really good job. I'm not going to be able to do audio, but does like positions and angles and stuff like that. So basically at this point, if you watch her in the Missing 4-1 documentary, I believe it's The Hunted. It's the last story in that documentary. It kind of describes it as not being an actual creature shape. So this isn't Bigfoot shaped. This isn't human shaped.
2: Was it more like a bubble?
1: More like an octopus. Oh, oh. or really not defined shape. You know, have you have anybody ever seen an octopus crawl? They don't really have a defined shape as they're moving. Like you couldn't take a silhouette and really pick what out that is. Right. So she sees this thing, and it looks like it's kind of climbing through the trees right to left.
2: So it was like on the, but it wasn't affecting
1: the trees, but it looked like it was using the trees. Mm, Okay. And like a big
2: blob, but it wasn't bending the branches over as
1: far as from what i found. No. Okay. Yeah. Just almost like a big blob moving through the woods uh, right in front of her. Okay. As she recalls, she held the camera in her right hand about a foot and a half from her face. So the scene in the view screen would be focused for her eyes. Pointing the camera in the direction of the distortion, she took a picture. As she recalls, the picture was taken immediately after the distortion disappeared. The picture shows, or should show, the nearby trees, but that's not what the picture shows. Boom, boom, boom. Shows this. I'm showing Jay.
2: Oh, okay. It looks like a. Shoot, are we allowed to post these? Or yeah, I think so. Okay, it just... I'll try
1: to. If not, look up this website. I'll tag the website in it.
2: It almost looks like a uh, sunlight shining through a. Uh, I'm trying to like a sun flare in your camera lens or but something, do you yeah, see but... the hair in it oh hair
1: look off to the side like there's something standing right in front of her hmm. big and hairy yeah okay that's not what she's seen no okay uh a minute or so later she took another picture of herself one that was shown below and it's her all excited smiling uh and there's nobody else like she's taking these pictures so she sat for an hour and a half more in the tree until about 7.45 and she came to dinner. She had guests that evening. She didn't think to mention this strange experience to anybody. So it's kind of a weird thing. So she sat in the tree stand for about an hour and a half. Just kind of frozen. After her experience. Yeah. Yeah. And she was anxious, but she wasn't hunting anymore. She just was sitting there. And then she went to dinner like normal. Didn't say anything to anybody. This is weird because a lot of encounters, they feel like this immediately after, like they shouldn't talk about it or they don't want to talk about it or they don't talk about it. Yeah. It's kind of a subconscious thing to where you go back to normal.
2: Right, right. You snap but, out of it.
1: But she would have told, yeah, it's it's just weird. Mm-hmm. But it's like, not even snapping out of it, it's a little extra. Like it's purposely blocked. blocked. Yeah. So after dinner clean up in the movie with the guests she had over, uh, where they left, the Facebook message she saw from her nephew, a high school student, there was a sighting by a number of students and faculty members at the high school during band practice just before dark. High above the school, about a mile northwest of her tree stand, uh, this is what he wrote, We were playing tonight on the field, and just as we were starting to get dark, a huge bright light appeared over the field and began to move sideways. In a matter of five seconds or so, it disappeared, getting smaller and smaller every second. About five minutes later, it reappeared. This time it was amber in color. I know of four people who also saw it, according to the upper upperclassmen, the same thing happened last year, uh, at, and they actually stopped rehearsal.
2: Okay. So, weirdness. So, it's not just Jan experiencing this. It, hmm.
1: So, which, uh, different phenomena, same time. S- yeah. And it, we find out that, uh, so, let me re- keep reading. Okay. Uh, I asked him what time he responded, Jan asked him what time. Uh, 7.50 to 8 o'clock. Or about an hour and a half after Jan's phenomenal, just going to say that, yep. Uh, whether or, so, the first that's when the second one appeared. Mm-hmm. So the, it was weird. It was weird. Whether or not the high school sighting is connected with Jan's, uh, what Jan saw, is a fact. Is that an, an immediate effect on her? When I mentioned this to Jan and the other guests, at the house. She suddenly realized that she hadn't told anyone of her own experiences, so she described in considerable detail what she recalled about the forest going silent and the appearing of the moving distortion. Uh, later on, in further discussions, she recalls that she has actually uh, emailed a brief description of her forest silent or of the forest going silent to her friend. They called it an email, but it's like that early text on the BlackBerry. Right. It's that shorthand email. Yeah. Uh, I was re- I was first confused about that. I'm like
2: It's Blackberry Tech now. Yeah. The way those work, yeah.
1: So during further discussion the following day, she recalled that she had taken strange photos in the description distortion after it seemed to disappear. So we're we I have analysis of the photo and stuff like that, but let's talk about the sighting first. Yeah. So I'm gonna go over it really fast, like okay. the the speedy A version.
2: Quick overview.
1: She goes in the tree stand in the morning, nothing weird, comes back about five thirty. Squirrels, animals, crickets, all kinds of noise. Normal. Stops. Instantly. Not normal. Like a bubble. This weird, I'm going to say gelatinous, even though she never used that word, but this weird fluid thing seemed to be crawling through the trees or at least moving around them Mm -hmm. that was like a distortion of a heat mirage or something like that. She completely blanks. She takes a picture of it. Without remembering, she took a picture of it. and It shows a sunbeam... With a hairy figure behind the sunbeam mm-hmm. and then keeps going. And then she takes a normal picture. She has this weird feeling of forced forgetfulness. And then her nephew messages her, Hey, a UFO is taking over the school. Why would your nephew message her? We'll get into that later. Okay. Uh.
2: Oh, okay. I already know.
1: Yeah. But so it's, uh, it's just weird. This whole thing is weird. Mm hmm.
2: And I, I'm curious, I wish, I, I mean, obviously we all probably wish we were there to see it, but I just want to see how it it's locomotion through, like, what it actually looked like. If you through. watch The
1: Missing 4 and one they do a really good job, and it really reminds me of, like, an octopus crawling over rocks.
2: Okay. There's kind of, yeah, like, uh, what's the word to say? Like like an amoeba movie Kind of, yeah, it's very
1: fluid in its motions. Yeah. But no hard pieces. Right, yeah. Not like a Bigfoot swinging through the trees. That's, you know, without ruining the ending, that's what a lot of people say this was.
2: Uh, like a camo Bigfoot. Yeah, moving to the trees. Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't... It, it, no, I'm not saying... Maybe it has a whole distortion field. Mm-hmm. That just happens to be what it looks like. But super weird. What do you think so far?
2: Uh, what you just said. Super weird. This is a um, weird thing. I and it's so local to us. That's craziness. Yeah, we could drive
1: out. I know exactly where this took place. Yeah. I found um, it last night just with a cursory search.
2: Well, it's getting my mind going if it's... Uh, now let's say if it is a Bigfoot or something, is it moving interdimensionally? And this is just all you're seeing. Save it, okay? Let's save it. So, so there's that one angle I'm thinking of. The other angle I'm thinking of is we talk about it sometimes. You know, these sky creatures. Um, that's that, I did
1: not have that written down.
2: So that's kind of the other thing in my head. Maybe it's one of these, like coming down and whatever. However it moves through, it's maybe and it's the looking, UFO
1: is also seen at the same time.
2: See, I mean, that's yeah, that's what made it's me odd. think of this. So if it's moving through, maybe it is like, because we talk about like the man ray kind of, or mm-hmm. amoeba-like creatures, um, it's kind of making me think of that, but, and if if someone's getting this close of a look at it, maybe they do have some sort of a, you know, why you can't see them ever in the sky, or very rare to see them, they do have that distortion type uh, biology, whatever, I don't know how you describe it, but to them, to where they can move in this sort of manner away way where they distort. I don't know. Save the, the light around them. I, yeah, I don't know. All right,
1: let's talk about the analysis of the photo. This is going to get really wordy with stuff that I don't quite get, but this has been heavily. At-
2: don't worry, I'll guide you. Thank you,
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. I need it every once in a while. So analysis of the photo. Something like science in the woods was strange, but nothing compared to the strangeness like of the optical distortions that were moving through the trees. Whatever it was, it appears it left quite the imprint on the photo and the Jan took. So, there's a lot of stuff recorded in this photo. It's not just a weird photo. Mm -hmm. A lot of weird stuff happened with this photo. Okay. Uh, Below is the picture, once again, in the distortion left to right. Uh, The picture below shows what the normal, like, they also do a picture of what it should look like from that same position, same angle, and what it does look like. Yeah, it's super. Weird. It's like something literally standing directly in front of her
2: and blocking the camera. And
1: this. I'm in the hair and the sun and stuff like that. Everybody's like, "Oh, it was her hair?" We're going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, so as it can be seen, the distortion shows that there should be trees and foliage. You know, about ten feet in front of her and fifty foot beyond that. Uh, the tree image shows uh, sharply focused on something that was directly in front of her. There is no way that a normal optical or opt. Operation of the camera under normal optical conditions of this scene could result in a distortion picture of this nature. There are two major anomalies. The first of all, where the picture was taken, at a oh gosh, so once we're going to get some words. Okay. Spectral resolution of one thousand and twenty-four pixels horizontal, in seven hundred and sixty-eight pixels vertical. Yet the picture taken is at five hundred and twenty-eight by four hundred. Okay, So, so the picture smaller, is resized on your yeah. phone. Second, this other picture of the bite size is over 200 KBs, whereas the size of this picture is only 43.2 KBs.
2: So it's been shrunk down. Like when you're sending a picture over an email and it's It's like been compressed. Compressed, there you go.
1: But we're going to talk about that because it shouldn't... There's The BlackBerry can't compress photos. Oh, okay. Uh, consider the resolution. The camera has only three optical uh, resolution settings. Large sixteen by two or sixteen hundred by twelve hundred. Medium, which is what hers was should have been set on that one thousand twenty four by seven hundred and sixty eight. And small, which is six hundred and forty by four hundred and eighty. However, their spiritual resolution of the anomalous photo is recorded is five hundred twenty six by four hundred. This is an a anom- an, Anomaly. oh my gosh. An anomaly. Yeah. Spectral resolution. Jan did not try to change the resolution uh she had she, she investigated the camera but it hadn't altered with the photo at all. But even if she had tried, she could not have set the camera to this setting. Uh, how did the camera get to this unusual resolution? With regards to the image size, note that the total image size in bytes is typically around 200 KB or more for a picture of medium resolution. It isn't just the result of the lower... So the byte size isn't just a result of the lower spiritual resolution. The pixel resolution ratio and the medium size of the normal photo Blah blah blah. Uh, it's just it's really small. Yeah. But the picture size and the normal ratio should be 306 KB, and it came out to 43.2 KB. So way less. But it's, it's it the f- it should be
2: that big. Right. It should be, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's
1: uh, it's it's seven and a half times or seven point one times smaller than it should be. Hmm. The difference of this byte size ratio. Must be the result of a reduced number of brightness levels, i.e., the brightness scale in the anomalous photo is considered less than the same scale of the normal photos taken by this phone. The process program shows ten or a hundred thousand color levels for a normal picture, but only has twenty-seven or twenty-seven thousand for the anomalous one. Okay. So the phone, the the photo on the phone, did stuff that shouldn't be possible by the phone correct i know that's a big word mumble i just mumbled it all up but that's it was resized to a size that is not an option on the phone for 2010
2: right and i get that that makes sense
1: and then it had a factor of the storage capability should have been like 300 and what 306 kb's it was only 43.2
2: kb's which is way smaller but
1: they cannot make that one make sense that's the one that's more impressive Because it should be this size and it's not. And Mm -hmm. they don't understand why it's not that size.
2: So whatever this thing was is like physically affecting the phone's, uh, I don't know. Internals. It it has to be. Yeah.
1: Or it's doing it on purpose. Hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about alien abduction and stuff like that later. That she may have not been
2: sitting in the tree stand for an hour and a half. Oh. ooh, ooh, Angle I didn't even think of.
1: Yeah. So the hair experiment, we're just going to cover this really quick. Uh, they did a whole bunch of recreations with the, the photo to see if any possible way it could be her hair in the photo. Mm-hmm. It does not look the same. They cannot make it look the same. Uh, so I just I'm not going to go super into that. Just it they they did it they did it like 200 times. We're it, going to talk about what her husband does for a living. Okay. And it was photo anomalies. Okay. Before he was a UFO guy. Oh okay. So. This is a big deal. Like, he went through this with a fine-tooth comb to disprove it. Yeah. To make sure, like, he w- he went through hardcore to prove that it was fake. Right. Or if it was an accident. Not fake. He's not calling his wife a liar. No, the, but
2: the phone malfunctioned or yeah. something was wrong. Like, something was he, up. He does whole talks on this. Yeah. On not this one photo. Not whatever this thing was doing it.
1: Uh, magnetic experiment. Uh, there have been occasional suggestions that the presence of a strong electromagnetic field. Hmm. Uh, people say that happens with UFOs and stuff like that. The upper part of the BlackBerry contains a viewing screen and the lower part contains the control button. Placing the end on a magnet on top of the phone it has little to no uh, discernible effect on the photo was taken. When the magnet is moved lower, the camera is turned off and the screen went blank. No photos could be taken with the magnetic field in effect. Hmm. So basically they're saying the stronger magnetic field, it's impossible for this to be a magnetic uh, manipulation. Because okay. the BlackBerry had a magnetic control. And if it's in the presence of any magnetic field, it turns off.
2: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. That's where there's no black players around anymore. Conclusion. And this was this guy's conclusion, not mine. Uh, there is no conclusion yet.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: this is offered a reasonable docu- uh, documentation of obvious with photos of the strange optical effect combined with the strange effects on the camera. Conclusion? There's no, no
2: conclusion. conclusion. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I do
1: have more on the UFO real quick, though. Okay. Uh, It's it's strange lights. Note, this is a sighting that that occurred... Sorry. At the school. This is a sighting that happened at the school, not Jans. Between 7.50 and 8 p.m., about an hour and a half after sunset, following provided further details of the sighting report in the text above. This particular event took place uh, the 29th of September, Wednesday night. The outdoor high school band rehearsal, it was dark behind all, and when they were practicing the same drill move, maybe eight to ten times, uh, I remember feeling that that this was momentous, and I could tell by the groans and expressions of those around me when the or when the money was getting to them as well. I remember the music beginning to play in the last few measures of the song. The heat of, the heat of it in Sor- uh, Saigon. The heat of it is on in Saigon. Sorry, it's the name of the song they were rehearsing. Oh, okay. The saxophone section stood right. You can tell this is by a band nerd. I should have had Emily read this. She's a band nerd. <laughs> The saxophone section stood uh, right in the center of the field, and the clarinet section was right behind us. You'll see why this is important, he, th- he states. All of a sudden, I began to notice bright lights in the sky. There had been plenty of airplanes earlier, so I had I had my mind to dismiss it as an airplane when a guy said it was something else, not an airplane. I looked up, and the two of us f- uh, followed for about three to five seconds. Whatever this thing was, it was moving... Uh, sorry. It was moving right and got smaller and shrank even more by the second until it was gone, as if there was nothing there at all. I actually remember looking over at the guy next to me, and he was just looking up. His mouth agape, and my eyes were probably wide open. Uh, the thing is, I was dumbfounded. It all happened so quickly, our minds didn't c- couldn't process it. I think I was trying to rationalize when I said, airplane, 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 but I said to myself, no, airplanes don't disappear in our <laughs> white, bright circles. right. A few minutes later probably passed, and by the time, I didn't even think two of or, two or three of us, my friends and I, even played for a while. Instead, we kind of kept staring at the sky, but this time, the, follow, the fellow next to me had stated, asking people around us if they had seen it. He asked a girl with the saxophone player who stood up in a row behind us if they'd seen it. She got a sort of worried look on her face and went back to marching, dismissing it if, what she just heard. By the time I'd say five or eight minutes had passed since the initial smaller uh, or since the initial light had disappeared and suddenly reappeared again. This time it was much smaller and amber in color. It continued to travel its course to the right and then disappeared into the starry night. We saw nothing else like this before. I felt as if I was seeing something out of the corner of my eye, but it was probably just in my imagination.
2: Mm, Okay.
1: Keep in mind this is 2010. Yeah. Way before drones.
2: Yes, um, definitely way before. I mean, way before drones were like a commercial thing. Like, yeah, a before you can go buy yeah. the mall. Well, i mall's the cr- not driving anything anymore.
1: The Crittersville frickin' school. Why would they have a drone?
2: That and drones don't just shrink, shrink, and disappear. Well, a
1: light on them could make it, sh- like, you could have the dimming light and effect and stuff like that.
2: Sure, but you can still see the drone.
1: Well, it depends on how high up
2: it is. I guess so, yeah.
1: Some of these big ones now are, I mean, some of the ones we know about now True. can be so high up. If it has a really bright light on it. You know, it could definitely. Anyways, I'm just saying it would be very unlikely for this to be a drone. True, and weird. Just... Unless it is a drone, uh, and because right. we want to
0: talk about at Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: One time, uh, and side tangent real quick, I remember I was driving down US-30. I forget where we were going. We were going somewhere far. And I seen this weird light, like, off in the distance. And I'm like, a UFO. Like, I thought I was seeing one. And it was like, it wasn't dark yet, but it wasn't, you know, the sun wasn't up. It's like right in that in between stage, so you could really see this light, and it was a constant light. And it was, it was up high, but not like airplane height, but it was up there. And I'm like, oh, it's a UFO! Like I'm gonna see it, and we keep driving on the road, getting closer to it. This thing's not moving. We're like, we're actually getting closer to it. And I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> like I'm gonna actually see this thing. And then we get, we get like right under it, and I look up, but it is a drone. It's like a drone floating. And this is it was weird. Cause we weren't by a city. We're at, you know U S thirty. It's country. Yep. Like, it's nothing out there. But there was this drone, like, float, just floating up there. And once you got close enough, you could see it was a drone. And it was just, like, hovering up and down right in that one spot. But, it unfortunately, it was just a drone. But I really thought UFO, like, for sure, because I'd never seen nothing like it before. But it was really, really kind of off-putting. I don't know. I just never... My first experience getting tricked by a drone, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, my first experience with the drone was when I worked for that company in Columbus. And... We were getting the boat set up outside and stuff like that. And this drone kept like hovering over us. And mm-hmm. we had no idea who it was or nothing. So I kept flipping it off. <laughs> and finally, the IT guy comes out. And it's like, great, you ruined all my videos. Like, you didn't tell us you were recording us, first off. I was super mad at him. Yeah. And then second off, how do I know it's your drone? It doesn't yeah. say anything on the side of it. Yeah. It's just this thing kept buzzing That's why we were trying to work. Yeah. I was really mad. I just tried to spread it with a hose and everything. Yeah. It's a super high-dollar drone with a camera on it.
2: Well, stop recording I us. Didn't, I
1: didn't like him,
2: though. Yeah. Well, he, good. I wish, was, you I wish you would. have got it with the hose. Mm-hmm.
1: They would, didn't, he was making sure it didn't close enough. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, really weird stuff's happening around this in currents. Yeah. Now- it's kind of weird to think about that. Why would there be a drone? Why would be all this stuff in this no-name town in Allen County, Ohio, by this little tiny school? And The credits of the school is small. small very small. And that's coming from Ada.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're very small. And How many people did you graduate with? 35. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's the small class. Ours was 68.
1: We never No, there was no classes around me that were that big. After yours, it, it must have got... Like, literally, really? yeah.
2: I remember you guys were the small... I remember because it was really small numbers that one year. It was probably like six years on... Yeah, yeah. because be, I think we
1: only had two homerooms when we were supposed to have three.
2: Yeah, we always had three, yep. About 30 apiece. Yeah, no,
1: so we had 15 and 15 Dang. You know, now give yeah, or take. Because people come and go. Yeah. Uh. So why would there be any of this stuff happening? I mean, why would the UFOs be interested? Why would there be sky creatures? Why would the government be interested in this place?
2: That must be one hell of a band.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, not to demind or de- whatever, however you say that word, uh, Jan. They're oh, incredible, de- exciting. Demean, demean.
2: There you go. I can't speak. Everybody knows it. It's all right.
1: I don't think this has anything to do with Jan. Personally,
2: no, I think she would just happen to be there at the right time.
1: I think it has to do with her husband. Even we want to go the government angle because I kind of.
2: Oh, okay.
1: I kind of lean towards that. I'm going to talk about Bruce McAbee So, Jan never gave her last name, but we know who her husband is. Oh, way to give it it away. Bruce McAbee is somebody we have to talk about. Uh, He is a PhD. So, Bruce spent his early years in Ruthland, uh, Vermont. After high school, he studied physics at the Worcestershire Polytechnic Institute in Worcestershire, Mass. Uh, He got his BS in physics. Then at the American University of Washington, D.C., he got his M.S. and his Ph.D. in physics. Oh, sweet. So he's got every physics degree you can get.
2: Yeah. He sounds intelligent.
1: And he, you, everybody at home, listen to him talk. He's a very interesting man. The, uh, anyways, where was I? In 1972, he began his long 36-year career in the Naval Surface Warfare Center, <laughs> a presented headquarters in uh, Virginia. He has worked on optical data pr- processing. He has worked on optical data processing generation and underwater sounds with lasers. Various aspects of st- strategic defense initiative, the IDS or the sorry the SDI, ballistic missile defense uh, programming, the naval ship defense using high powered lasers and development of optical sensors and detecting deadly materials commonly used in CBDs, chemical and biological warfare. Gosh dang! This man. Everything with the government you can do with physics, he's done. Wow. So um, real quick, I'll go over that list again. Ballistic missiles, the Navy defense, chemical warfare, biological warfare, everything, like photo analysis. Um, Yeah.
2: He's got some connections.
1: Yeah. And there's, and he's just, this guy lives 10 miles from us, 12 miles from us. Still? Yeah. I think we'll talk about that. Uh
2: no, yeah, you know, he don't live here anymore. He's gone, he's not in this area. Let's go find him.
1: Uh so Bruce McAbee has been an active UFO researcher though since
2: the late sixties. Wow, okay. He
1: joined the National Investigation Committee for Aero Phenomena, NICAP. We talk about that in these circles a lot. He's an active researcher for MUFON in nineteen seventy five and subsequently appointed at the position of the state director of Maryland. So this is why he was on the East Coast. Okay. Position he held for 30 years. So he was doing this while he was working for the government.
2: Wow. That's not something you'd really imagine.
1: Uh, it's This man's weird. Yeah. And he's just not talked about a whole lot. No. And I think it's because he's, he's kept a low profile.
2: Oh, and here we go, blowing the lid off him. Yeah. His whole life.
1: No, he's been talked about other times. I'm just saying. Okay. He doesn't himself come out and talk a whole lot. 1979 is instrumental in establishing the Fund for UFO Research and was the chairman for about 13 years. He presently serves on the National Board of, of the Funds. Uh, his UFO research and investigation, which are completely unrelated to his naval work, he makes sure he says that a lot, <laughs> uh, uh, were at Kenneth Arnold sightings. Uh, the, he's done all kinds. Literally, there's, there's a list of sightings he, he's worked on. It's some of the biggest and best sightings that you've heard of and you've never heard of. Okay. Uh, we're probably going to do a whole episode later on about his just the sightings he worked on. Okay. Uh, but and the famous ones like Gulf Breeze, he was the, he was the lead researcher on that. Wow. Uh, it, it just, uh, he's the real life uh, X-Files guy.
2: Yeah, and I can't believe it's been so close for so long.
1: He's also done historical research and was the first to obtain the flying disc file from the FBI.
2: Wow. He is the first. one that got
1: something from the FBI.
2: Now that's saying something.
1: Yeah. If you wrestle actual information from a three letter agency, you're the man.
2: Good on you, yeah. Uh,
1: he's uh, also an accomplished author and co author of three dozen technical articles and more than 100 UFO articles, Gosh. including many of which appear in Mufon Journal, Mufon symposiums, Proceedings. He wrote the last chapter of the Gulf Breeze Sighting. Uh, he, this man is incredibly accomplished. Both with his military career, which he was a private civilian in the military, but mm-hmm. his military technology career and his UFO research career. He was the one that was walking the line between the two, more probably than he should have. Mm, okay. Uh, Bruce has also accomplished pianist and an organist who performs, uh, performed from 1997 and 1999 at the Move On Symposium
2: every year. That's awesome. Okay.
1: He now lives somewhere hidden in
2: Ohio. Yes.
1: Not very hidden. I have, I have his address.
2: Okay. I'm not going to give it. Yeah, I was going to say, I was uh, sure, slow We should down. go
1: talk to him. Yeah. All Literally, right. from the story, there's only two houses it could be. Okay.
2: Well, still, still enough.
1: I wouldn't. He definitely, I think he's a gun owner.
2: Or a laser owner, it sounds like. he shoot.
1: He developed the naval lasers.
2: Yeah, he could probably, he probably has a drone already programmed to fly over your house. So. Shoot a laser beam in your window.
1: This is a hell of a story.
2: Yeah, so thank you, Ed from Loveland, for su- or f- for suggesting or bringing it to our attention.
1: Now let's get into some stuff. I want to do the government angle real quick. Okay, and this is for the actually no, I don't. I want to talk about just Jan's sighting real okay. quick. Not okay. let's take out the let's take out the UFO scene at school. Let's take out Bruce's history. Just Jan's sighting. There's one that does not get talked about for a possible explanation that I have personally experienced. Okay. This sounds very familiar. I actually accidentally said it earlier. A severe optic migraine. Oh, okay. And an optic migraine is pressure that gets pushed on your optic nerve, which causes uh, optic distortions. Literally what she describes is how I know I have a migraine coming. Okay. It's what you get first. I don't have any pain first. I don't feel sick yet. You just see the This big blob of distorted, looks like a heat mirage. And oh, they move. Okay.
2: So the only thing I've ever, I've had an optic migraine twice in my life. The only, whatever I see, um, first it's my peripheral vision's gone.
1: So that's my second thing.
2: Okay. Well, I, I get this
1: big blob, like a jellyfish that moves into my field of view.
2: See, and then I also get, first it's my peripheral, and then I get whatever I'm directly looking at is like a blob. It's see, like my a gray whole, blob.
1: See, mine's a little different. My whole eye turns off after. Mm, okay. Like, I, I just can't see out of it. Like, it all disappears. Yeah. So... And then it can leave you feeling very disoriented. It can leave you feeling very sick. It can leave you feeling very weird. Mm-hmm. So this may explain what she's seen, and some, why it wasn't affecting the background behind it, and why she started doing weird things. Like I get so confused. Like I can't read. I like I was trying to start my car, and I was like putting the key into the radio. <laughs> like I was like trying to leave work because I was having a migraine. Yeah. And it makes you so confused. So let's say she turned the photo around. Keep in mind the sun was behind her. There's hair in the photo. She could have turned the photo the wrong way and took a, basically a blinding picture and just had some hair in it. But I just want to say that that, yeah. that is an option. That is a that is a non paranormal explanation that does fit yes. for Jan's sighting.
2: Yes. Let's say
1: everything else is just correlation without causation. Okay. That they, her husband just happens to be a physicist and a ufo researcher which he is i mean whether she had a migrant or not yeah, that's what he is mm-hmm. and there was a ufo sightings a ufo sighting by her nephew in Crittersville. nearby yeah and being yeah. on that skeptic side for just a second her nephew's uncle is one of the best ufo investigators of all time
2: her nephew's uncle
1: so yeah it's her husband oh so why would she why would her nephew message them about a weird light they seen in the sky. Right. Because her, uh, his uncle, her husband, is one of the greatest UFO investigators. So that he would immediately. So if it's just strange lights, it I mean, doesn't have to be a UFO sighting. He just wants to tell his uncle that, hey, I seen a UFO.
2: Right, yep. That's the first person you're going to tell is that family.
1: And it may not even be he's seen a real UFO. Could
2: have seen, yeah, anything. Yeah,
1: so I just want to, that's my fully skeptical opinion, or my fully skeptical option. That is 100% not what I think happened.
2: Right, because the one thing that already discredits it is the, the the data on the phone from the photo. Yeah. That's the one thing. It's that you can't—a migraine can't do that. I, That'd be one heck of a migraine. Fair point.
1: I just wanted to get that out there. Nobody ever talks about it. Yeah. And especially in the circles we run, because nobody likes to admit that some of this stuff can be fake.
2: No, never. Not in the UFO field.
1: Yeah. But this is one I do not think is fake.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either.
1: And uh, she is not a UFO person. Yeah. her husband is, and that's kind of what her biggest discredit is, I guess, against her mm-hmm. is like, oh, your husband is Bruce McAbee. Yeah, you know, of yeah, you've seen you've a UFO, seen something yeah. got one parked in his garage with a laser on
2: it. Yeah,
1: no, it's just,
2: it's just weird. Oh,
1: so I want to go. What do you got?
2: I just thought of something. Do you
1: want to say it now, or do you want me to go to my next one?
2: Well, um. <laughs> No, I'm, I don't know. Is he a, in his history that you researched? Is he a jealous person? I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> he built some spy drone. He's spying on his wife. I
1: think she'd know. Because <laughs> He'd
2: be building in the garage. I'm just joking. But I'll, how? It's not insane, but how crazy would someone have to be? I'm gonna build this invisible UFO cloaked device. To send, go see what my wife's doing up in the tree stand. No, I'm 100 joking, but
1: if anybody could do it, you'd be one hack, It would be him. You'd be one. Hack Just of a to be fair, a paranoid
2: though. person or something. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody
1: that could do that would be him.
2: <laughs> that would be the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard. But hey, it'd be so funny.
1: Let's move on to the government stuff. So he's been okay. retired. Let's say it was a drone. Let's say it was. So there's this whole talk with the Glimmer Man, which I really think this is what this is. Well, I mean, now... Being a government personnel wearing a suit, checking on people, getting in people's houses. Like, they do these kind of like freak out scare tactic things with humans. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So that's the government angle. This would be definitely a guy that the government would want to check on. Whether they're screwing with him. Right. What if they're like, yeah, this is what we can do around your house.
2: Okay, yeah, just just already throwing that out there. Like, yeah, we're in your woods. Giving you we're hints. We're at your, your yeah. nephew's school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Targeting your family. Hmm. Getting their attention mm-hmm. with, without being completely obvious. Hmm. And so that... Oh, see, now, I was joking about him being, like, a paranoid, but who's probably the most paranoid people The U.S. About? government. Exactly. So... Oh, this—the
1: only people to be scared of is the U.S. government, and they're the most paranoid group. Exactly. Everybody's got to get them.
2: Exactly because they know they're up. Especially to. Especially those three-letter agencies. And keep in mind, mm-hmm.
1: he's probably got some vendettas. I don't know this for a fact. This is all by speculation, but he wrestled some files from the FBI.
2: Right, yeah. That's not easy to do, and I'm sure you'd make some not friends doing that. 100%, especially in those groups. they got to be the all-knowing, all-powerful controllers of everything.
1: The FBI is not nearly as bad as the other one. No. Because worth, I won't even say the other one. Yeah. But.
2: Not worth it, saying. Yeah, it's still the FBI. For sure. For sure. They still have some pull in some areas, and they uh, they still got their, uh, I don't know, their fingers and things. I don't know if they're just like a middleman. So, you know. I think
3: that's
1: more probably what they are, at least for this kind of field of stuff. Yeah. I think they're definitely, I think they do more of a job than the other one, like a actual job. Oh, for sure. That's what I, yeah, they actually do work for this country on a positive light. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't think... think the other one does much no. for the positive
2: light. I 100% agree with that, yeah. Uh,
1: but anyways, what if this is the US government using these technologies we think they have checking on them? This is 2010. Glimmerman sighting started this year. The year mm. of 2010. Okay. Uh, 2010, 2011. We're, we're starting, especially in Ohio. Uh, the first mirrored men were in 2008 in Ohio. Uh, there's definitely, and there's plenty of big military bases here in Ohio, around Ohio. So uh, what if this is like the, one of these first testing of the Glimmermen? So now glimmer men look more, they're harder to see, and they look more like people in more recent sightings. And
2: look, I mean, they're only an hour and a half from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. If that. If that, yeah. I'm being lenient on that, but... That's not far, especially something that's this flying. Is definitely
1: it? be this guy has so much government knowledge and government technology knowledge. Yeah,
2: this should definitely
1: be somebody to keep a watch
2: on. So, did he have an opinion on what she might have seen, or
1: that's most of that, uh, that video analysis is his. I read.
2: Okay, I mean, but I mean, as far as what it actually was, the explanation. he doesn't give many ever. Okay,
1: he's very open-minded. He's very uh, just. Here's what happened. Pick, you decide. Yeah. Here's the information.
2: The way it should be. You... I
1: like him a lot. I like Bruce McAbee a lot. Yeah.
2: No, me too. Sounds like. And he lives like really close to us. No, he doesn't. Nope, he's gone now. He's gone. Sure. I'm sure you cannot get into his house. No way. I know that. I'm just saying. The man built lasers for the Navy. Man. But I do want to get into it. Not like that. I want to be invited to his he house. He's got a really
1: cool. And the hunted documentary, they show his study. It is like a like a mecca for UFOs. <sighs> Sounds so neat. Well half the books he's written.
2: That sounds so neat. Like oh. in this field. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. UFO field. Bruce Maccabee Why haven't I, I dunno. Know. You know the name. I I
1: got books over there with his name on it. Yeah. The I'm, UFO books I gave you uh, half those UFO books I gave you last year have his name on
2: it. I'm just saying, why haven't we ever made this first heard the story before? Second made the connection. I heard how, the story
1: last year when the documentary came out. Okay. But I I didn't think he still lived here, first off.
2: Yeah. Well I mean, why haven't we known about this man more, I don't know, more. He,
1: I think he kind of keeps to himself, yeah. especially now. I guess like, he hasn't why. really been, like, he's still with MUFON, I believe. Now, I may be wrong on that. I didn't do a super deep dive into him. But he was really active in the early 2000s. But he's definitely, he's if he's still, I don't know if he's still alive. Because mm-hmm. he was older then in 2010. Okay. Okay. Hmm,
2: interesting stuff.
1: So, government angle, what are you thinking?
2: Um... You know, it's with government, anything is very, very possible with them. I'm going to put this more even in the... It's more going to be more likely them than it is paranormal. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to say like 60, 40, maybe 65, 35. It's government.
1: I can get with that. I mean, we well, got other options. Let's go into them. So, the glimmer, that's the gliver, gliver man. the gliver
2: man. The man. The
1: man. the new cryptid. Yeah. Now, the Glimmerman, I don't believe is a crypto i believe that it's not an alien either i think it's government i US think tech. it really is
2: oh yeah government tech
1: there's that really scary we're gonna do it we actually have an episode scheduled later this season for the glimmer man uh but one of the highlight you know stories that the quick version is literally a the guy was walking it's an idaho by that big naval base in the middle of idaho idaho,
2: idaho. makes perfect sense
1: uh navy yeah. again anyways This big naval base in Ohio, he was walking in the woods and his dog hated the spot, like barking. And then finally something invisible ran away. Yeah. And then like, it came into his house and he pointed a gun at it and he's like, you get out of here. I'm going to start like shooting. Whatever it was, backed out, opened the door and slammed the door. Gone. Like it was, it's physically there. Yeah. But it was like the, uh, they did a, uh, maybe soft disclosure, you know,
2: I hate that word now because we,
1: because it happens so much.
2: Yeah. I think it's more a lot more common than people think. I think so too. But I just minds. had that doc
1: or that documentary, that movie that came out last year. With, I can't remember. The guy turned himself invisible to stalk his ex girlfriend and all this stuff because he was a government researcher.
2: Oh, jeez. Okay.
1: But like, literally, nobody believed him is there. He's wearing the suit.
2: Yeah. Soft disclosure. I think. I mean, I think truly believe it happens.
1: I believe in the government karma theory.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, that's what makes most sense about it, or else they wouldn't be doing showing you these things.
1: But so that's the government angle. Let's move on. To, this is a Bigfoot encounter, a fully Bigfoot. Nothing else. Let's just say Bigfoot. So our good friend, uh, Sean, he had an invisible creature encounter.
2: Yeah, buzz right by him. And they
1: could kind of see it, kind of not see it. It was more seeing the effects and the environment around it. Yeah. But the, once again, the woods went silent.
2: Which is common with Bigfoot. Mm-hmm.
1: So is this an invisible Sasquatch? Are, we, we know they have some way of looking... At least disappearing somewhat, whether it's natural camouflage or maybe something a little more supernatural. Right. We know they can do that. So, is this just a good example of what that looks like when they're moving
2: while they're in this quote quote unquote cloak mode? The thing is, it's moving. What gets me is moving through the trees and stuff. I mean,
1: I mean, we think Bigfoot's, I think
2: Bigfoot used trees a
1: lot more than people give them credit for.
2: For sure. But um, I don't know, at least from the description, whether it being, you know, actually a physical Bigfoot. That's moving through the trees. You know yeah, what I mean?
1: Yeah, and it could be more of that supernatural Bigfoot, whether they turn themselves into
2: orbs or whatever. Right, or whatever. And that's kind of what the UFO
1: encounter was seen was orbs.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. What, was it ascending back to the stars? I mean, we don't know. We, I, I, right, I know. Just hypothesize. Yeah, no,
1: I'm with you. I'm just saying, so could this be a Bigfoot? Or the the more woo side of the Bigfoot, mm-hmm. Ed, there you go.
2: Yeah, the more woo part of it. You know, is it interdimensional? Is this what interdimensional travel kind of is? Is this the like the effects on our physical world as they're popping in and out? Yeah, yeah. sure. As they're navigating that realm, I don't know. Is if, if this what it just appears to be on our side?
1: I'm going to hop back to a different one. You kind of said it already that she's actually seeing a UFO. That the thing in front of her was a UFO, and the other reason I said big fo- before I guess I get in that is because the hair in the photo. Right. She yeah. took a photo and it showed a hairy being, not a big blobby orb. Yeah. So was that was the camera able to cut through the static, the the background static, basically, to see what was inside? It showed when something. the human eye couldn't.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because you know, with the human eye, we talked about this you can only see a certain range. Oh of yeah. Light. Oh yeah. But
1: so if if it's putting off something we can't see, sure, and uh, the camera could pick it up.
2: Just navigating in a different wavelength. I don't know. Yeah. I'm hundred percent. Yeah.
1: But what if she's actually seeing you? Kind of said it with the organic UFO. I went with more of the. Spiritual or the extraterrestrial UFO. What if she's actually seeing the UFO? And this is what happens. We got all kinds of reports. Yeah, of people having weird bodily phenomena, being close to UFOs.
2: And uh, yeah, and it's and, and what if it's and like I said, what if it's not a UFO, perhaps like a craft, but a UFO creature, like and this is just how it moves, how it acts, how it uh effects it has on its surroundings
1: and then the, the you know we keep we got the the resizing and the weird thing with the photo we know magnets affect it but i mean the creature could have an emp i don't know what that would do to it
2: well and we talk. i i think we brought this up on a couple of shows like maybe some of these sky, sky creatures use like an electromagnetic field to travel or navigate
1: yes or they use an emp for like echolocation
2: oh i didn't think about that
1: a different, a whole different form. It's not, you know, not truly echolocation in definition. No, no, no. But, but... a way to see their environment with these clicks of electromagnetic pulses. Yeah. Which mm. I don't know if that could do this with a photo, but this that's a that's a whole other angle.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, so maybe I'll bring that sixty-five thirty-five number to maybe sixty forty.
3: <laughs>
2: it could be back towards biological. You know, such something weird in a different shadow biosphere. There you go. Hmm. Uh, How about seeing an alien? Seeing an alien.
1: Now, when you look at the invasion of Chestnut Ridge, which will be an episode, you know, we're going to do this show for probably the next 40 years. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, but the invasion of Chestnut Ridge, they seen Bigfoot-like creatures, but they were very tall, lanky, red-eyed, glowing, coming in and out of UFOs, seen to have technology and stuff like that. Just because they're Bigfoot-like does not mean they're Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Correct. Correct. So what if she was seeing an
2: alien that was cloaked? I, could be, could be. I mean, you can't rule that out either. I'll put that in like the, the, the 10th, anything is possible. Yeah, anything as you heard at the top of the show. I don't know. This could be in that five percent range. I, but I, shoot, I don't know. Like, I don't want to rule it out, because um, I really do think the government or you know the military-industrial complex <laughs> has technology that we cannot wrap our minds even around right now and the higher higher ups of it you know can can, has these you know access to these things or develop these things i don't know but whether it being an alien from not from here the only thing that makes me think that could be possibly is having that that furry after effect in the photo
1: that and the camera uh, effect.
2: Yeah, the, yeah, the whole distortion of everything that just it shouldn't be possible.
1: Yeah, it it seems more technologically based than spiritual based, in my opinion, for that angle. Yeah, that like it, more conscious, more actively knowing it's affecting technology around it.
2: it doing that, and too. I don't
1: know if the government technology could do that without. Well, we're gonna talk about abduction later.
2: Well, shoot, if our government, uh Created, which I pro- they probably did. You know, all of our cell phone technology and stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah, sure.
1: Then, or they got it off the Roswell crash,
2: right? Or they are just figuring out. Yeah, the cell phones.
1: Yeah, I'm not joking. Could have. No, that's a big theory with people like think that we we got internet, we got all that stuff from that crash. It just took this long to. Well, first off, they already had it in, like let's say the 60s and 70s. Yeah, but it took that long to retro the retro engineer retro fit it,
2: it, and then you get you're you're sending it to the masses, but then you got to also put it out and away and such that. The masses can't, like, control it. You still have to be in control of it all.
1: Anyways, I think the internet may be alive, but it's a whole other, whole other episode.
2: But what if it's
1: – I don't know. It's just weird. All right. I've danced around enough. Let's talk about what she abducted.
2: Okay, yeah. You said this earlier. and didn't, That didn't cross my mind, but let's get she into
1: She sat this. there in, in her memory, and like, I don't know if I ever heard anybody talk about this angle of it. And her memory, she just sat there for an extra hour and a half doing nothing mm-hmm. and then went away and, like, nothing happened. Yeah. What if she was actually abducted? That orb coming was the UFO getting towards her. And it's kind of a blacked out memory. Because we talk about them trying to well, with aliens or these extra-dimensional creatures scrubbing memory and putting like owls over
2: their memory, I was going to say like uh, from the movie Men in Black, the you know they wipe their mind, they shoot that thing in their face and wipes their whole mind. They don't remember the with whole a lot experience. Of, yeah,
1: with a lot of abduction encounters, they like have to put something over it. Yeah, and they bury it. And that's why people like uh, the communion and stuff like that. But they freak out when they see owls, especially baby owls. Mm, okay, you know because it's just like it looks enough. It, that's what they they that aliens deep use, memory. or these these interdimensional entities used to cover their memory up is an owl
2: and then you oh okay gotcha and so
1: when you see an owl you're like ah yeah but she had these weird feelings she had this weird effect she had this optical and then she sat there for an hour and a half what if she wasn't there what if the photo that she took was not in the forest it was actually on the ship and that's why it was messed
2: up all distorted and weird yeah what
1: if they put that in there to screw with her Right, yeah, and that's why it's all messed up.
2: Maybe she did have a real photo of it, and then they distorted it. after Yeah, the fact. they went through her phone like, ah, all right, let's let's do this. Because
1: that phone, it was a photo size in a, in a in a in shapes and stuff that shouldn't be possible
2: on that phone. The, yeah,
1: the color gradient was wrong. It was like it was taken with a different thing and implanted on the phone.
2: What if she was abducted by the U.S. government? That could be too. And they're okay. So here's the angle. Here's what's happening. I figured it out. So. They need to know about this Bruce guy, right? All right, he has all this access to all this information. They need to know, all right, is he even telling his wife these things? Because if he's telling his wife these things, then we know he's spreading our secrets. This guy's a threat. Now they're going to go in. we got to covertly abduct his wife to read her mind and see what she knows. He probably don't tell her everything. So they found that out, and they're like, oh, crap, we got to cover our tracks now. And they just scrubbed her mind and put this photo on there for you know deflection to get her off the trail and she went home went on her way had dinner with her family i mean
1: who really knows i know you're laughing as you're saying that but, but i'm being serious i know like and but the aliens could have done the same thing The elementals could have done the same thing this the the i i personally feel this whoever this is this is them trying to either speak to bruce some way or send bruce a message mm mm-hmm. mhm and it could be dark. It could be positive, depending on which who you think did this. If this is an abduction, if you think it's a government, this is saying, "Hey, you're not safe. We we took your wife for an hour and a half." Yeah, and you didn't even know.
2: Yeah, she didn't even know.
1: We could do this to you. But they we left- can make you disappear. Yeah. This really could be that shakedown threat that the U.S. government is famous for. If you be- if you believe Bob Lazar, whatsoever, like he got all those the blank phone calls, like. They won, like when yeah. the video debuted, it's like, you shouldn't have done that, Bob. And then they hung up.
2: I believe him. Like, and I, be- I don't know. I believe him in a lot. I believe that a lot of things has happened to him. I believe he went through a sincere experience because um, I believe he was a smart man. Well, this isn't Bob Lazar's episode. I know. I know. But I'm just Wrap it saying. Up. I believe most of the stuff with him, especially when it comes to government contacting him, scrubbing his information, like things like that. I, I mean, believe they did haven't.
3: delete his degree.
2: Exactly. So I believe him, and he experienced some things. He actually did some things, and they were keeping tabs on him. And you can't just kill the guy. I mean,
1: now you can't. I mean, that's the whole point. Like that's why he like went out, and he's like, "I don't. I'm not suicidal." Bob Lazar did say that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But so this Bruce Maccabee has government connections too mm-hmm. I'm sure he has just as many friends as he does enemies
2: uh, like in this field yes
1: uh, no in both in the government side of it too exactly both, I mean he was a private the- contractor he develops and he never talks about what he developed but the, the areas he was working in he is probably developing some of the the best most dangerous whatever you want to go whatever angle like literally he developed systems to detect biological and chemical warfare on the Gosh. outside of a ship. Dang. Like, so he probably has just as many friends as enemies in the defense, you know.
2: Right, in the defense realm or military mm-hmm. industrial
1: complex is, he on the knows. world stage. he knows. Yeah. What's oh, that yeah. song? He
3: Knows.
2: What
1: song? I, I don't know. It's a song that's like, ow, I'm not hip. But oh. Emily, it comes up on TikTok.
2: Oh, I did. Where it's way, like... Way out of my realm. Yeah, Too yeah, old where for Where like, people
1: are looking and it's like background. he knows. <laughs> oh, Lord, he knows. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, I really... And this is not to undermine Jan, because it was her experience, but I think it was to get at Bob. Not Bob, sorry. Now we're on Bob Lazar. No, at Bruce. Bruce, yeah. Where to get at him, where it was either the government or these beings that were... And they always... If you... You know, I have very strong opinions on aliens in general, or dimensional beings, but why can't they ever just come out and say hi? It's always these weird,
2: around-the-way things. Well, it might be like a... I don't know like not a rule but like a. But a they law. abducted his wife. I if know. we're going
1: on that angle, abduct him.
2: But I bet maybe maybe they know he has like a, I don't know a plan and I don't know. Maybe they just know they can't because if they do it'd be bad news for them. I don't know.
1: See, it doesn't it's also talking about things we don't even know exist. I don't know. I I'm going to say this. I 100% believe Jan's encounter. Yep, me too. Uh I think her husband is probably one of the best uh, UFOlogists ever live. And some people may have opinions on Bruce. I don't know. I'm not big in the UFO community. Right. Uh, I purposely try to stay out. Yeah. Uh, for reasons. Yeah. But it's just... This is a weird thing, and it happened right down the road.
2: Uh, yeah, it's the craziest part.
1: And I don't know. So what's your final opinion? Let's give our final thoughts. We've been talking for well over an hour.
2: Oh, dang. Um, I just... I mean, I think we, I already kind of touched on it, but I really do think it, it's... Either government related, or just some yeah. Like I think we might have hit on the angle of him trying, them trying to contact him through her, or spy on him through her, or something like that. Whether it's government or not, or not from yours, or people or beings that inhabit this realm that we're just not um, aware of in our you know everyday normal thinking of these things actually existing, but something like that some sort of powerful authority i don't want to say figure but i don't know some sort of being that we're just not aware of that is putting it's uh you know it's we
3: didn't even get into the fae folk
1: i, get- I forgot oh, okay could but be fae folk there I you get, go
2: yeah you got that angle it could be fae folk
1: i don't like because it's like that's kind of the umbrella term yeah could be the fae right,
2: yeah no i mean i guess it could i think we're touching on stuff that this is just a weird one.
1: It's it's all around weird, and it matters how much you want to connect to it. You want to connect the nephews, UFO sighting, sure, but you got to, you know there's plenty of stuff too to like. We, I did a I think we did a pretty good job about the skeptic angle because there's plenty of stuff to point out. It's a lot of weird things happen mm-hmm. in congruence with this.
2: A lot of dots could be connected. A lot of dots could be I don't know separated, but it's all all in all it is a weird weird experience, and I think it's good that bring it. You know a little shine a little light on it, just let you know it. there's a lot of weird stuff going on out there. Mm-hmm. and if you're like have your head down in your phone all the time, you're not gonna see any of it, I would say, yeah, unless it comes up and show right in your face, but
1: so I'm gonna go, I lean I'm gonna say eighty percent sure she was abducted hmm. now, by what or by whom
2: it's a whole other I'm gonna say
1: sixty percent of that eighty percent. Mm-hmm. So a lot of lot of fractions here, a yeah. lot of a lot of percentages. Sixty <laughs> percent uh, of that, eighty percent. I'm gonna say the U.S. government. I'm blaming them for the majority of this, mm-hmm. uh, just because of Bruce's background and stuff like that. And I think that's why they went for his wife and not him. Yeah, that makes more sense to me if it's coming from the U.S. government versus an extra-dimensional or not from here. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Saying like, yeah, look, we know where your nephew is. We, we took know- your wife for an hour and a half. You, we're still on you right yeah you know we don't leave you know we just because you're out here playing around with these ufos and stuff like that just don't don't forget Right? yeah we still own you
2: a little reminder
1: yeah and i really that's very u.s governmenty and anybody that may be new to this show i haven't done a if you're new here thing in a while and this is only an hour and a half into this episode but if you're new to here and you think the u.s government's not that bad remember they have actively tested chemical warfare on US citizens and Puerto Rico.
2: Our own people. We
1: literally did it on the season opener. They dumped Agent Orange on Puerto Rico first to see what it did to people.
2: Mm hmm. That's, that's your, where you're We tested your biological
1: agents on the West Coast in cities.
2: Where you're sending your tax dollars to.
1: I mean, we're going to talk about the sheep kill incident too, where they accidentally killed like 8 million or 80, what no is 8,000 sheep. 8 million sheep. Yeah, they killed 8 million sheep. No, 8,000 sheep. Trust
2: your neighbors, not, not your, the government. Not your government.
1: But I'm going, yeah, I think it was an abduction most likely. And I think there's a 20% chance that just something else happened. And it just was weird. You know, it could all be just weird. But I'm going, I'm blaming the government. And I don't know if that's what Ed wanted, but that's what I'm doing. I think Ed was leaning towards the Bigfoot angle. Yeah. This to me doesn't even scream paranormal Bigfoot. It screams interdimensional or government.
2: Yeah. Something weird like that. Yeah. A not from here or a government. Yeah. And those could be the same thing. Or secret government. I was like the deep state. The deep south.
1: The deep south. <laughs> Little Nikki. Yeah. All right. I have been the great and powerful Mystery.
2: And I was something magical today, Jay.
1: And together with Crimson Coin Podcast, thank you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate you. Have a good one. Bye.
2: Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow.
1: Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay
2: magical.